0: Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna.
1: Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today. Before we begin talking about the perils of online dating and how it's a complete sham, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the articles, especially during this time in the summer where the sun is out and you might be near the coast. And you were like, mm, I'm hankering for some summer fare. We have loads of summer specific recipes. Like we have paleo snow cones, paleo gummy bears. We have a blueberry pie that is gluten free. We have tons of smoothies, tons of uh, fruit fruit infused water recipes. I mean, most of our recipes are really like summery. Of course, most of them are sweet as well. But check those out. Also, we have essential oil recipes. We've been on a nice run on Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. We've been doing, I think, one every week or two so to get the catalog up to at least 10 oils. So go check out that feed. Patreon account, please donate money. Click on the link on the episode notes and donate what you can. If you're getting anything out of these 200-plus episodes, then donate $5 one time. I mean, really, come on. You can spare coffee. I'm a paleo-inspired Health coach, as most of you know, I lost over 100 pounds about 27 years ago and I've kept it off successfully, so I kind of know what I'm doing. So if you need some help cleaning up your diet or cleaning up your life or optimizing it, I can be your guru and help you out. Also, last thing, by Confessions of an Obese Child, which is my ebook, which I talk about what it was like growing up overweight, the interfamilial dynamics that led to me to turn to food, what it was like to be trauma and bullied when your name is Albert, so it's Fat Albert and some other funny things like my competitive eating and, and so forth my relations with the opposite sex it's a quick fun read it's only 2.99 so find it on amazon kindle or barnes and noble nook all right let's go talk about some dating All right, so you're like, Gregory, why are we talking about dating? Well, as you know, I have about five or six episodes that deal with intergender dynamics. We have the one on narcissistic personality disorder, which is most of the time you're going to encounter that when you're dating. I have the one on seven reasons not to engage in a long-term relationship. That was my Valentine's Day special in 2019, so go check out that episode. We have women pick beta men when they're on the pill. That's an early episode, probably on episode 70. So we do have episodes that have to do with dating and intergender dynamics because I think it's fascinating, right? We all have to relate to the opposite sex, and one aspect of that is dating. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode is because at various times in the recent past, I have been on the dating apps, Match and Bumble to be specific. And there was a time about a year ago, I was a staff development meeting, and I met a woman in my department who was also on Bumble. And I was asking her how she was doing with it. And she said, oh, not that well. I don't get a lot of matches. And so we did this experiment where we narrowed the range of the dating prospects that would come up on the swipe app to one mile. One mile. Okay. So we were sitting right next to each other. One mile. And the other person's profile didn't pop up. And we made sure it was the the same age range. And it didn't pop up, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Now, we know Bumble is a free app, similar to Tinder. I guess most people consider it a higher-class Tinder. But it's a free app. But, of course, there's upgrades, right? Because their goal is to get you on the app and then tap into your innate insecurity, but,, oh, no one likes me. Oh, I'm not attractive. I need this extern- extrinsic kind of support or affirmation from the opposite sex to tell me I'm attractive, or they tap into like what we would call the gambling phenomenon right the next time the next swipe could be my future lover, and so they take they take advantage of this. you know they hire psychologists, they're not stupid, they take advantage of our insecurity, and so the upgrades are of course pushing you up to the front. Uh, giving you multiple bike back swipes in the event that you swiped too fast on somebody that you miss, you can re swipe them. And uh, there's other features as well, and that's what they want because they they want to make money off of the app. So I thought, hmm, this is interesting. We're, we're we're literally a foot from each other, but we're not showing up on each other's Bumble app. So I did some research on dating apps and how they work and how they're completely rigged, which is not surprising. Which is not surprising at all because, again, the goal of every business is to be profitable. It's to be profitable. Match Bumble, OK Cupid, Plenty of Fish. They don't care if you match up with somebody, they only care to the point where maybe if you get married and you contact them, they can do an article on you and then they can put it on the website. Saying, oh, see, match works. See, eHarmony works. Look at all these people that have been married. And look, I am not saying, equivocally, that they don't work. Sure, I'm sure some of you have used match and Bumble and Tinder, and you've, you've matched with people. All I'm saying is that there's something specific about the algorithm, which would make it perhaps not as conducive for them to want to swipe with you, because think about it. The less matches you make the more you're likely to buy the paid app, right? Because you want to get more exposure, you want to get bumped up to the line, you want to have somebody review your profile, all the little features they give you. So it's really not in Bumble's best interest or Tinder's best interest to have you match really fast with somebody. No, not at all, because let's say you match with somebody really well, you hit it off, you're going to be off the, the app. Now, that's not necessarily true, as we'll cover in a second. But you theoretically could be off the app very fast, and then they're not going to make any money off of you. So it's in their best interest that you stay on the app as long as possible, just like with Snap and Instagram and all the apps because that's how they make money. They track how long you're on their app, and they make money based on the advertising. And then, of course, the data mining, all the information that you, you provide is sent to third parties. Remember, you are not the customer on social media or really on any internet site you are the the prey for lack of a better word you are the product and the customer are the data mining companies that these apps and sites sell the information to you're like a guinea pig in a cage that's what you are okay so i did some research on these apps And on Match and eHarmony. And I I found some interesting information. So we'll go Match specific because I've never been on eHarmony. And I'm sure it's very similar to Match. But hold on, I got a little sensitivity break. Hold on. All right, so some of the, the phenomenon that Match has been caught with is a lot of fake profiles. Now, if any of you have been on the dating apps, you know you could spot these typically a mile away. Right, I, I I can only speak from the male point of view, but I I know a classic fake profile when it's a one picture of a beautiful young supermodel Ukrainian model Slavic looking person, and then the profile is really bad English, and then if you look at the age range, it's like eighteen to ninety two, and the height range is like, of course you know even fake profiles need tall guys. It's like five ten to seven one you know and so sometimes in the past i would just f with these people and i'd message them just to see you know if they respond you see this on facebook too i get a lot of fake profile uh invites requests friend requests on on facebook and it's the same thing you can tell these are like 22 year old pakistani men who are mining for information to take advantage of you so one of the problems on these, these sites is fake profiles. Now, if you have a discerning eye, you can kind of spot them. Uh, typically, one picture, if it looks well, too well manicured, that's another example that you know that the picture is probably from some website. It's not even the real person. So that's one issue you got to deal with. And I'm just going to approach these from the male point of view, right? Because it's just easier because I'm a guy. The other issue you have is that that Match has been caught using a lot of old profiles of women who are no longer having an active profile. Now, you can get like a six-month package on Match where where it's a cheaper monthly rate. And so there's two ways that Match does it. So one is that let's say you've been on it for a month. And women, even average to below average looking women, will get multi-messages weekly, if not daily, from men ranging from like 18 to 90. Okay, they get a wide range. And how do I know this? Because I have a lot of friends that are on Match. And they tell me their exploits and their stories. And so let's say a woman's on Match for like a month. And then she finds a guy and they hit it off. She sometimes accidentally will not de- deactivate the app, and many times they intentionally don't deactivate the app, and we'll talk about why this is. So you might stumble upon a profile, and that woman hasn't been on that profile for four or five months. She's not even; she's deleted the app, or she hasn't checked the app, and uh, she. Is not active at all. So it's a good swath, a percentage of of women on Match are not even active. They've turned off their account or they're just no longer looking at the account. The other thing that Match has done is that they leave old profiles on the site to give men the idea that there are more women on the site than there really are. Because if you if you do the research, you realize that there are more men on dating apps than there are women. Now, part of this is that women, again, get get all the attention, they get all the messages, and so they they sift through them, and then they'll typically find a guy. And just typical you know, human nature, female natures, they monkey branch, right? They'll be with a guy, and then they'll dump the guy to go to the next guy once they've groomed that next guy. Because women, as a whole, don't like to be single. They like to go from one relationship to another. So what, what Match does is they leave a lot of the old profiles up on match to give men the illusion that there's a lot of women on there when they're not on there anymore these are these are apps or i'm sorry these are profiles that have been up for like a year or two and the woman's disconnected the app but the app still shows up and i remember seeing and there's a lot of like weird glitches like there'll be a woman whose profile is the same, the photos are the same, but the woman has four different names. I've seen this. Like, it's Maria, pictures, profile, verbatim. Then then it's Betty, the exact same picture, exact same profile. So it's like even the algorithm for match messes up on the glitch there. But this is to give the idea, to give men the idea that there's a lot more women on match than there really are, because men are on these dating sites more than women. And again, they want to give women and men the illusion that there's supply and choice when really it's dearth. It's a dearth amount, scarcity. There's not a lot of profiles. Now, of course, you're going to say, Gregory, this is a true. I met somebody a match. Look, I'm not saying, listen to what I'm saying carefully. I'm not saying that there are no viable people on Tinder, Bumble, Match, eHarmony, Plenty of Fish, blah, 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 blah. Uh, coffee Meets Bagel, all the, the more obscure ones, not to mention the Christian ones and, and so forth. They really need one for herpes people, right? If you have herpes, you can date somebody that has herpes. That way you can't give herpes to other people. You just that person already has it. But my point is that it's 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 to increase again. Match has upgrades. Even if you have a six-month membership, they have upgrades, right? They bump you up to the line, they'll have someone read your profile, blah 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 blah. blah. So again. They want to take advantage of your desperation and your innate insecurity because when it comes to dating, pretty much everybody, unless, I mean, even beautiful supermodels are insecure on one level or another, but they want to take advantage of, of that. And they've I'm sure they've done the studies that show that the longer you're on these sites, the more likely you're going to upgrade, right? Because you want to find that person or at least with the guys, they just want to you know hit up some girl and just sleep with them. And so they know that the longer that you're on it uh, as weeks or months go on, you typically, typically, now these are the betas, but the alphas, really a lot of alphas wouldn't even use dating sites because they see through the charade. But the alpha men, especially the attractive alpha men, will have no problem getting uh, attention from the women. And we'll talk about this in a second, the intergender dynamics aspect of dating. But in general... So the longer you're on the app, the more likely you're going to do the upgrades and again, match makes money and stays profitable from the upgrades. Now, I think the company that owns Match actually owns Bumble or Tinder. It owns one of the swipe apps. okay, so that's the other issue. so a lot of fake profiles, bot profiles, old deactivated profiles, and uh, this is an issue, right? because they're they're sending they're selling you an illusion that's not really there. The other thing you got to realize about Match is that there is a free service and probably the other ones have a similar one where you can set up a profile and put up pictures, but you can't read any messages. You can't read any messages. And so you'll see profiles where they'll put, I can't read any messages, email me, blah, 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 blah. But of course, Match has some sort of filter where it can detect an email address and it will block it most of the time. So... The other thing is you message, so you message these people and they're not reading the profiles. They're not reading your message because they can't get the message unless they pay. So that's another reason why it's difficult to to meet people on Match. So these are all issues and there's other issues that have been found on these online dating apps, the swipe apps and the regular ones. I would say in general, you know, you need to be careful, especially you women with fake profiles where they're asking for money. And I know, I mean, I know this is like so obvious, but still we need to mention it that people do get caught in these relationships. And we're going to talk about the intergender dynamics part of it, the infidelity and, the, and all these things in a second. But just in general, you know, you you can't be kind of a naive person and be on these apps, especially I, I imagine like the young the young 20-something girls or the college girls that are on these apps, how it would be very easy to take advantage of them and for these guys to target them like narcs do and and then eventually – even without meeting them, maybe get their money or get enough information. A lot of these guys are just hackers, right? They're hackers from other countries that are pretending to be somebody that they're not. And they'll know how to get information, just enough where they can, you know, hack into your profile, hack into maybe, uh, you know, identity theft and so forth. So you just got to be careful. All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to talk about intergender dynamics on online dating sites. All right, so this is the part I find interesting about dating because I, I, I read a lot and I watch a lot of documentaries on intergender dynamics, and I find it interesting to see the, the, the innate wiring of women, how everything is essentially hypergamy, and then, of course, the innate wiring of men is all about beauty and youth. But in general, I need to understand that even many of the active profiles on these dating sites are women and men who are actually in relationships, current relationships right now. And I think the, the study that I saw said about 45%, 45% of, let's, again, let's just put it for women because of, of, since I'm a guy here, 45% or so of the profiles that you find that are active and actual people that look like the picture that are on the app, the, these actual people are in a relationship. They're either dating other people or they're engaged or they have a long-term relationship or they're married and they're married. And this isn't a surprise. I'm sure women have been hit up by married men on these dating apps. And some women are, of course, repulsed by that. And some are like, eh, I don't care. Like on Tinder, it's like, I just want to hook up, right? That's what Tinder's about. Even though Tinder's trying to change its its, uh, profile to make it more like an upscale, like a bumble where, you know, you can find relationships. And I always laughed on these these profiles where women write something like, "I am not here for a hookup." Look, honestly, if Brad Pitt circa 1996 took you out for drinks, you'd be hooking up with him. Okay, so don't feign this coyness and this demureness and this this sweetness. Okay, if it's the you know, there's that old saying that the PUAs used to say, it's like right right woman, right time, right drink, right circumstance. Every woman will put out, even married ones. But going back, so so a lot of these people are taken. So you're like, well, why are taken people on these apps? Well, clearly one of them is is infidelity. You know, we have that episode on the the stats on infidelity, who's cheating the most by age, race, religion, and sex, and so forth. But okay, so there's people who are just looking for extramarital flings. The other thing is a lot of people on these sites, and this is more for women because more women are, I think, more defined by their their beauty and their looks than men are. So there's women who just use the app kind of as like a game, like they're playing Candy Crush. So let's say if they're bored in their relationship, because you know after a year or three years, uh, it's known. I mean the statistics show that the sex the sex dries up very quickly in a relationship for both sexes. The libido drops. And then you got that wonderlust, right? The wonderlust kicks in. And so there are women who just have the app on there just to get positive affirmation for men, just to remind them that they're beautiful, right? I mean, this is the whole point of Instagram, for example. Women post pictures, and men too, But women will post pictures on Instagram ostensibly because they're selling some product or something like that, but not even ostensibly. Women will post pictures of themselves on Instagram. Why? Because they want the likes, they want the, the fawning and the adulation, right? It's the inner narcissist in all women who want all the attention. Oh, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. So this is no different on these apps that they, they put their profile up there because they want to see how many, how many people are swiping or how many people are messaging them, what is the quality of person that's messaging them or swiping them. And so they can still say, oh, I got it. I still have it. I still got I'm still hot. I'm still a catch, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes in these relationships, they'll actually tell the guy, look, all these guys think I'm hot. So if you don't treat me well, I'm going to go to these guys. And then the simps at their way. They're like, "Okay, I better treat you better and spend more money on you. But many times the women don't tell the guys because, again, this goes back to one of the innate wirings of women, hypergamy, hypergamy. The constant drive to to date and breed up, and so women typically now of course there's always gonna be exceptions. So we don't be like, oh, I was not like that. Women typically don't like to be single. They don't like to be alone because a lot of their self worth is determined by the opposite sex and how men see them and define them. That's why it's very difficult for women, especially beautiful women, when they hit the wall when they're no longer attractive, uh, because their whole like their whole self esteem essentially came from how men viewed them. And so, with hypergamy, it makes some sense on some level for women to always have an eye out for an upgrade. And this is why monogamy in a relationship is so difficult now in the the twenty knots, because you have almost the twenty twenties. You have okay. Let's let's go back. Let's say nineteen ten, and you lived in a town, right? You your dating pool was pretty limited, right? You get married young, uh, infidelity was not as big back then. Of course, probably the guys were stepping up, but certainly the women weren't because if the women were caught, we had fault divorce back then, the women would be divorced and not get any money. But with no fault divorce, and especially now in the last 10 years with social media and whatnot, uh, the, the dating pool is humongous, right? Especially if you live in a relatively large town, the dating pool is humongous. So when you couple Facebook, Instagram, these free dating apps or the paid dating apps it's very hard to be faithful to somebody especially a woman because again you're always looking out for an upgrade and so women will typically not leave a relationship until they have the next man lined up and groomed and ready and then they'll jump ship women especially attractive women now unattractive women of course they could be single for years right they could be cat women so i'm talking about attractive women so attractive women, typically, you'll you'll rarely ever find an attractive woman who's been single for like a year or two. It's just unheard of. It is unheard of. Women will stay with guy, there's their, oh, there's a guy because there was that stat I read, something like 65% of women love marriage, but they don't love their husbands anymore. They love the concept of marriage. They love being able to tap into the financial resources of the man. They like the security that comes with it. They like the status with it. But they don't actually like the man that they're with anymore, and so what they'll do is they'll just wait and wait and wait and wait and look and look, and then they have all their orbiters. Orbiters are just guys that are always fawning on them on social media, on Facebook, or and, you know, especially on these dating apps. Oh, Monica, you're beautiful. Oh, Monica, you're great. And so they have these orbiter men, or orbiter men around. We call them also, you know, emotional tampons. There's a lot of terms for them, uh, but they're just like waiting around. So an attractive woman has like 20 orbiters on Facebook. She knows these are guys that would easily want to be with her if she gave them the time of day. And so she keeps them around as kind of a backup plan, just as somebody to give her narcissistic supply and support. So she has those on on Facebook. She has them on Instagram. She has them at work. She has them in all these places. And she might be on Bumble or on Match, and she's just swiping because she wants that supply. She wants the narcissistic supply. And she wants to still be known and seen as being attractive. So eventually she does get a message from a guy who's higher status than the guy that she's with, higher sexual market value. And at that point, since, again, statistically a lot of women that are in long-term relationships are not really in love with their men anymore, at that point they'll rationalize, they'll spin in, they'll get out of that relationship, they'll groom the, the new guy, especially if they think that guy's really into them, and will commit, and then they'll jump ship, and then a month later uh, they'll be with a new guy. That is largely how these apps work for many women who are attractive is that they use it as a way to monkey branch. That's another term you might have heard of, monkey branching, right? You don't let go of the one vine or branch until you snag on to the next one and then you swing away to the next one. So a lot of women use these apps for that. Now, do 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 men do that? Well, men, men are kind of a different creature. Men Typically, men who realize their sexual market value, they realize that they are prize won't commit to a woman at all, right? Um, if you're attractive or have high status and you have like an alpha profile on your personality, on, on your profiles, um, you're just going to, you know, pump and dump as much as you can with as many women as possible. So it's certainly a different dynamic. I mean, are there men who are still on these apps, even though they're in a relationship because they are philanderers and they want to have extramarital flings? Absolutely. Absolutely. So both sexes do it. The last thing I want to mention here is look, and I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode on dating. If you're an unattractive woman or an unattractive man, especially if you're an unattractive man who doesn't make a lot of money, just don't even be on these apps. Don't even be on these apps. You're wasting your time. And look, I'm not being shallow. I'm not I'm just telling you like it is. I've done the research, I've done the reading, I've done a lot of reading on intergender dynamics. And look. We already know the swipe apps and the the match and eHarmony, you're encapsulated. We are all encapsulated by one photo, right? Especially the swipe apps, right? It takes the brain half a second to swipe left or swipe right on you. So as it is, these apps are extremely superficial, extremely superficial. But we are wired for looks, and women are wired for looks for a certain certain amount. But, you know, they'll they'll be willing to relinquish looks of the man for – other qualities like like high social standing and and so forth, but in general, it it's not app. These apps are not meant for ugly people. They are not. So look, if you're an ugly guy, stop messaging a hundred women. They're not going to message you. They're not going to message you now. Unattractive women or below below attractive women, yeah, you still might get messages because. Another thing, girls, if you don't understand this, is that men will throw out the net on these, these apps, right? These, especially these message apps like, like eHarmony and Match. I know guys who message about 150 women easily a week, if not more, because the, in, in a lot of these women are not attractive. Again, some of these guys know that these are fake profiles, some, but you, honestly, sometimes you don't know which ones are the fake or deactivated ones and which ones aren't. So they come up with a really clever uh, like intro message. And then they just copy-paste, copy, paste, and they just send it out. Because from the male, you know, the male wiring, it's all about spreading your seed, right? So it might not be the most attractive woman, but it's better than uh having sex with nobody, right? So that's kind of the mentality of these kind of men. And so they'll send a much a bunch of messages. So even if you're an unattractive woman, you might get messages from men here or there. But here's the thing, and this is important for men to realize, is that even attractive average women, so like three, four, five, sixes, these women. Because of all the fawning and attention that they get, just in general, in uh, social media and whatnot, believe that they can snag an alpha. They can snag an eight, nine, ten guy. And the problem is, and, the, and one of the reasons why this is reinforced is that alphas will sleep with anybody, right? And so, if a woman who's a three or four ends up sleeping with a, a hooks hooks up with a nine or a ten guy, she thinks, "See, I'm attractive enough to get." an alpha 10. But what she doesn't realize is that alpha is never going to marry you. He's not going to marry you. He's just pupping and dumping. He's pupping and dumping. But this reinforces to the average or below average looking women that they are actually having a higher sexual market value than they really do. So there are three, four, five, but in their mind, they think they're an eight or nine because they snagged that one unicorn alpha who was really desperate, who went to the bar and was looking to get other women, but you were the only one there. So this is why a lot of average men, when they message average women, the average women don't message them back because they're like, hey, I can get higher men. And this this is something that a lot of women don't understand when they say, oh, there's no good quality men. Here's the conundrum. Women are attracted to confident, aggressive, high market value men. Okay, so when they meet these guys, let's say on these dating apps, and they go out with them and they sleep with them, you know, in a date or two, even though their profile says I don't hook up, they will hook up if it's an alpha, then they hook up, then they try to get the alpha to commit to them, the alpha is not going to commit to them because the alpha knows I'm an alpha, I can get a freaking Slavic supermodel, you know, whatever for your local area. So, no, I'm not going to settle for you. You're a five or, you know, you're a 42-year-old woman with two children. I mean, men, look at this. Women, if you have children, if you're a single mom, that drops your point value on a 1 to 10 scale by like three. Unless, you you know, of course, you're trying to – if you're getting a beta simp, the beta simp is, you know, eager to please all women. It might not affect him. But, see, again, women aren't attracted to beta simps. Women only fall back on the beta simps. So the alpha is like, no, I'm not going to commit to you. I'm a freaking alpha. You know, they say this in their head. I'm a freaking alpha. You're a five. No way. And so then the woman who has these very inflated high standards will then not date and say that there's no good quality men. Now, if you call them on and say, look, there's a lot of good quality men, look, just go and message all the, the nice, sweet accountants, the fours and fives, uh, the more beta guys. They'll be loyal. They'll be committed. They'll settle down with you. And then they'll be like, no, I don't want that. I deserve a 10. And so then they have the mentality of, see, there's no good men. No, there are good men. It's just you're attracted to alphas. Alphas, unless you are a beautiful woman and young, is it gonna, is it gonna, you know, pair with you long term? They're just gonna pump and dump you. And so you get this jaded view about men as being horrible men. No, well, you're just not dating in your class. You're not dating in your class. Now the other thing. Is a lot of these attractive women, once they hit the wall, then they're like, oh man, I can't attract these alphas anymore, so I'm gonna fall and and just, you know, seduce or, you know, you know, manipulate a beta simps, like be the accountant, the mild mannered accountant or whatever, who's a four or a five. And she does this because she realizes that her sexual market value is dropping. Now, the sexual market value of a woman drops around 28. It peaks around 18 to 24 and then around 28 to 30 it starts dropping precipitously now a man's sexual market value and we've talked about this before actually peaks around 38 because again men are judged largely by how much money that they make looks are important you know humor and all that but really it's 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 status and so men mostly as a whole keep earning more money as they get older. This is why you see 40, 50-year-old men with very young, attractive women is because they have very high sexual market value, especially if they're famous, even locally famous, or they they hold like leadership positions. And so, so let's say you have a, a relatively attractive 37-year-old woman. She has children already, and she's hitting the wall, and she realizes she's hitting the wall she'll go and, and settle for the beta, right, the, 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 the four or five, the guy with the, the you know, not attractive, you know, he might have a, be out of shape or whatever, to get the security, because again, the women are wired to, to, to get security, and so she marries him, and then not surprisingly, she's not happy in the relationship, because she's not attracted to this man, also this beta probably looks at this girl and still worships, you know, worships her, because she's attractive, and will fawn all over her and say, oh, we'll do whatever you want, whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. Women are not attracted to that. Women are not attracted to fawning men. They're not attracted at all. So the woman then sometimes will take take it out on the man and start treating the man poorly and, and, and um, withholding sex because she thinks she deserves something better. Because she hasn't yet made the determination that she's no longer the hot fox that she was at 22. And... So it's difficult, you know, and this is one of the reasons why why divorce is high. Go back to that episode we did in divorce about twenty episodes ago, is because you see these dynamics at play. And it's unfair for both uh parties. And so, women, I would my advice to you is just understand the dynamics of dating and and men too, understand the dynamics of dating. All right, let's finish up. Okay, yes, so I know there are exceptions to the rule. I'm sure there's many of you who have met your husband or boyfriends or whatever on, on these apps. But what I'm talking about more is just how they're wired for you not to succeed unless you pay for the, the upgrades. And even when you pay for the upgrades, again, a lot of these, these, these profiles are deactivated or don't even exist, or they're bots or whatnot. So men, my advice to you is get off all these get off all these apps. Really, get off all these apps. Just meet women organically. Especially if you're not that attractive. If you're super attractive. And look, I would say Ryan Gosling. But look, Ryan Gosling, honestly, is not that attractive. He's got like droopy you know, hound eyes. He looks like a dog on one level. So I don't know who. Zach Efron's not tall. You know, women are really into height. I'm trying to think of somebody in his 20s or 30s that's that's peak attractive. Bradley Cooper, he's a little cross-eyed. When, he has, when he's got long hair, he can pull it off. But if you watch him in movies with has short hair, you can kind of see it. But in general, the average guy. First of all, I would tell you to take the red pill. Secondly, I would tell you to get off these profiles and, and get off the dating apps completely and just meet women organically. Because look, if you're an attractive guy or you make you know average money, you're just not going to do well on these apps, guys. You're going to message all these women and all these women are only going to... And I forgot to mention the stat. I've read the stat that... It's 80% of men only message 20% of the women on, on eHarmony on Match. So even unattractive men, men of all ages from 20 to, to 80, are only messaging the really hot women. The really hot women. And I'm sure the stat is kind of the same on the female side, right? 80% of the females, even the below attractive ones, because we already talked about how their views of themselves is inflated. They will only message the higher level ones or only respond to the messages of the higher level ones so if you're an an average man just get off these apps because what can happen is that it's a daily reminder at least in your mind unless you step back that you're unattractive and not worthy to date that's that's what these apps make you feel like they can make you feel like no woman loves me or no man loves me. I'm unattractive. Why am I not getting messages? I have a, you know, I'm, I'm financially solvent and I have a paid off car. And, and so it just makes you kind of like second guess and, and question your value over wrong. We don't want that, right? We don't want that. So I would say unless you're extremely attractive, male or female, or if you're a male who's, you know, attractive but can demonstrate high sexual market value of high status, I would tell all the rest of you to get off these apps. I really would. I would also tell you, women, to be realistic. Look, if you're a 45 year old with four kids, you're not an eight, even if you're still in good shape. I hate to tell it to you, but you're not an eight. Men will date you. Okay. They'll pump and dump. They'll date you, but they're not going to marry you, guys. Wake up. They're not going to marry you. And so don't come back later and be like, oh, there's no good men. No, no, you're choosing the wrong men and you have an inflated view of yourself. So just remember that as well. And the last thing I want to say is, look, these apps don't care about you. They are a conduit and an avenue for you to maybe perhaps meet people. But another stat that I forgot to tell you, and I remember listening to this on an NPR episode on on dating apps. They had this this, uh, social psychologist who wrote a book on on the dating apps, and they said that on the swipe apps, it's something like it's one-date one date for every 500 right swipes. And we're not even talking about flaking out. Like if you have somebody flake out on your date, well, clearly, you know, either they're unstable or they're probably in a relationship. And again, they were only messaging you because they needed that narcissistic supply. And then when you're like, oh, let's meet, they're like, uh, yeah. And then they stand you up because again, they're in a relationship. But the, the study said that it was something like one in 500 right swipes ends up being in a date. And something like one in every 800 right swipes ends up being a match. I don't know. I I don't want to misquote it. But again, all of you have different experiences with these apps because we're all of different looks value and different status value. But my general takeaway is get off these apps because they don't care about you. They only want to make money off of you just like the way big food and big pharma and big medicine and big business wants to make money. They don't care about you. They just want to make money off of you and taking advantage of your insecurities. So just get off of it and go back. Just talk to people at coffee shops or grocery stores, or join hobby groups like the kayak club, the hiking club, and try to meet people organically. And definitely don't date people at work; that is just just a disaster waiting to happen. Don't dip the the pen in the company ink or whatever they call it. I mean, you are looking at possible harassment issues later on if the relationship doesn't work well, and then you, if not, even if it works, well, you are still seeing each other every day, and that's a, that's a problem. All right, guys, hit the subscribe button takes you two seconds and then post a review for holistic health news look you can write something that you totally don't agree with me with anything that i've said in the last 40 minutes or so that's fine post that post a review share this podcast feed with other people and post a review for katie's essential oil apothecary check out the episodes we did on cedarwood and sandalwood and bergamot and uh, until next time
0: take care god bless bye-bye thank you for listening to npe radio and holistic health news Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE... Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.